This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. No pain nor death can enter there. I feel like traveling on. Yes, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. It's glittering towers, the sun outshines. I feel like traveling on. That heavenly mansion shall be mine. I feel like traveling on. Yes, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. The Lord has been so good to me. I feel like traveling on. Until that blessed home I see, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. Yes, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like Gonna lay down my burden Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Gonna lay down my burden Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. Gonna talk with the Prince of Peace down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Gonna talk with the Prince of Peace down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Ain't gonna study war no more, 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 ain't gonna study war no more. Gonna shake hands around the world, down by the river.
riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, gonna shake hands around the world, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more. Study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more. Gonna climb up the road to heaven, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Gonna climb up the road to heaven, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Gonna try on my starry crown. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, gonna try on my starry crown. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tag and Jim Haugerud, our musicians, Thanks to Steve Helling, who will be reading our lessons and doing the children's message for us. Thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Winchell, and we thank them for their generosity. We also want to thank uh, WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to help keep us going. I have a few additional announcements that I'd like to share as well. Um, Journey Church in Amory is doing a journey to prom. They're taking donations uh, of a variety of clothing for kids who could use that for their prom dates. Also, they're doing monetary donations. And if you're interested, you can contact the Journey Church in Amory. 
In our parish, this coming Sunday, October 24th, we have confirmation at Trinity at 9.30. Mike Kelly and Jason Walter are being confirmed. October 25th is the deadline for newsletter articles. October 26th, there's a gather meal at Deronda, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. October 27, jam and confirmation meal at 5.30 at Little Falls, and then jam and confirmation at Little Falls at 6 p.m. October 28th is a welcome quilting at Little Falls. October 31st, worship is at Little Falls at 9.30 a.m. November 6th, there's a welcome bazaar at Trinity, 9.30 to 1. And November 7th, Little Falls drive through dinner, 11 to 1 p.m. So lots of announcements for you to consider. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together today. We're still in the season of Pentecost and as you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a green cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for the day. And we'll also be doing communion today, so you may want to have uh, bread and wine or grape juice available. That'll happen at the end of our service. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen as I read the Confession of Sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come now and to sing our gathering songs. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to
Living in 
Thanks again, Debbie and Jim, for your singing. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. Eternal God, you draw near to us in Christ, and you make yourself our guest. Amid the cares of our lives, make us attentive to your presence, that we may treasure your word above all else. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I'll invite Steve to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. Steve? The first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 18, verses 1 through 10. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way, now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered, do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three says of fine flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. There in the tent, he said. Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Here ends the first reading. Today's psalm is Psalm 15. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary, who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless and who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from his heart and has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrong and casts no slur on his fellow man, who despises a vile man but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps his oath even when it hurts, who lends his money without usury and does not accept a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 28. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through the death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. 
If you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now I rejoice in what was suffered for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. For the sake of his body, which is the church, I have become its servant by the commission of God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the saints. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. Here ends the second reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're all doing well. As we head deeper into fall, more leaves fall off the trees so you can rake piles and jump in them. Today we are going to talk about faith and what it means to be a Christian. Most important, we believe and profess that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. It is written in the Bible that God said Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. So what does that mean? God has given all authority to his son, Jesus. Remember, he died for our sins so our souls can go to heaven. His death on the cross has made us perfect in the eyes of God. We do have to believe in him, though, to get this monumental gift. When you get older and go to Sunday school, you will be taught stories about Jesus and how he treated people when he was on earth. He called out people who were evil and asked us to do our best every day. He also knows that we are human and can't be perfect. It isn't possible on our own. This is why we ask for his forgiveness. And if we are sincere, our sins are forgiven. So what is expected of us while we're on earth? Can you think of some examples or things we should be doing? I have a couple. How about this? Be nice to others. Remember we talked about the golden rule a few weeks ago? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Remember how important that is? The sum of all the laws are in this one sentence. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't talk badly about others, especially those of us that are old enough to do social media. Be careful. If you make a promise, keep it, even if it is hard on you. Forgive those that do wrong, for your forgiveness is tied to you being forgiving. Basically, God and Jesus are asking us to be in the world, but not of the world. The world teaches you to the exact opposite of these ideas we just talked about. Be strong. Follow the teachings of Jesus. Be different in a crazy world. In order to be strong, it is important you take some time to read the Bible and talk to Jesus and God. Do you remember how we talk to them? That's right, we pray. They are never too busy to hear from you. It is also important to have contact with others that have faith to help you in tough times. You can also help others when they have tough times. So we live in a crazy world. It's very fast paced. 
and doesn't seem to give us a moment of peace. So it is important to take time to understand and remember what it means to be a Christian and have faith. Don't let the day-to-day -day urgencies of the world that are not actually important take away from your peace from being a believer in Christ. So remember, what is important is not always necessarily urgent. So let's review. God gave Jesus all power over all things. This includes helping us. We are expected to try to do our best, but we're not perfect. That's okay, Jesus loves us anyway and will forgive us. Remember the golden rule. Don't let the world run you. Your faith will bring you peace and a way to deal with things that come your way. So let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for loving us. Even when we don't do our best, we will try to do better with your help. Help us to remember the golden rule. And remember this one, WWJD, what would Jesus do when I work with others? I know I can talk with you anytime and you are never too busy to hear from, my, from here from me. Amen. Have a great week. Kids, we got a love song we're gonna do. And this is a little different kind of a love song. This is a love song from mom and dad to all you boys and girls out there. Tell me why the stars do shine. Tell me why the ivy twines. Tell me why the skies are blue. And I will tell you just why I love you. Because God made the stars to shine. Because God made the ivy twine. Because God made the sky so blue. Because God made you. That's why I Thanks, Steve, for reading those lessons and that wonderful message for our kids. And thanks, Jim and Debbie, for the children's song. Our gospel lesson for today is from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 38th verse. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of our Lord.
Dear friends in Christ, Mary and Martha prepare for Jesus' visit in very different ways. Martha dusts the house, washes the floors, cleans the bathroom, sweeps the sidewalk, and begins working on a meal for Jesus and his disciples. Mary sits down and waits. When Jesus arrives, Martha's frenzy increases as she tries to accomplish all the last-minute tasks necessary from the perspective of a good hostess. Mary sits at Jesus' feet and listens. Maybe you've experienced a situation like this sometime in your life. Your parents have given you and your brothers and or sisters a number of jobs to do. You get busy doing them while your siblings simply lounge around ignoring all the work that needs to get done. You feel the injustice, the unfairness of the situation. You complain. And that's, of course, what Martha does, and her complaint is surely justified. Jesus doesn't deny that. After all, hospitality for guests is a sacred responsibility, and Martha is working hard to fulfill that responsibility. But I think there's something much deeper going on here than that one sister is a hard worker and one is not. When Jesus replies to Martha's reproach, his answer is a little ambiguous. Just what does he mean when he says one thing is needful? He doesn't elaborate. But it would surely be worth knowing just what that one thing is. There can be no doubt that Jesus loves Martha as well as Mary, and I'd venture to say he loves them equally. Jesus' reply to Martha's complaint is not harsh, but very gentle. Martha believes Mary is missing something important, even critical, the responsibility to serve Jesus. But Jesus sees that Martha is the one who's missing something important, even critical. The absolute freedom, the sheer abandon of being accepted and loved by Jesus without ever having to do anything to earn it. I was visiting a woman some years ago in hospice. She was dying from cancer. We chatted for a while and then I asked her if she was ready to die. She replied saying, I think I'm ready. I just hope I've been good enough to get into heaven. I don't remember what I said to her in reply, but I wish I could go back to that moment with that woman in her little room who was oh so like Martha and say to her, no, you haven't been good enough to make it into heaven. No one is good enough. No matter how many hot dishes you made for church potlucks and no matter how many Sunday school kids you taught and all your other good deeds, it's not near enough. But oh, I have great news for you because what you can absolutely count on is that Jesus accepts and loves you just the way you are. What Mary knew and Martha missed was that there were no conditions on Jesus coming and stopping and staying. No need to dust the cobwebs in the corner and no need to make a light lunch for the Savior, the Son of God. No need for a house or a life that is swept clean before Jesus will enter into your heart, will come and be part of your life. I was reminded of this in an odd sort of way when I went to do a little work on my son Josh's rental home in Sioux Falls. Josh had bought the home when he began working and then when he moved to the Twin Cities, he kept it as a rental property and asked me, since I lived in Sioux Falls, if I'd be willing to keep an eye on the home. Well, it turned out that Josh's idea of keeping an eye on the home 
meant picking up the monthly rent and being available to deal with any issues that might come up with the tenants. One year, there was a group of four young men, all going to college, all from Iowa, and all, I think, from a Dutch Reformed background who were living there at the house. I got to know them a little when I picked up the monthly rent, and they were very nice and polite young men. Then one of them called me when there was an issue with the furnace, and I went to the house to check it out. This is what I saw as I went into the basement. In the middle of the large rec room in the basement, there was a ping pong table. Next to it was a laundry basket full of empty beer cans. On the wall was a poster with beer pong rules. From what I can remember, beer pong is like ping pong, only you're drinking a lot of beer in between hitting the ball back and forth. Next to that poster with the beer pong rules, there were other posters of young women wearing a minimum amount of clothing. Well, I fixed the furnace and went upstairs. I looked around there. The living room was picked up, kind of. The kitchen had a week's worth of dirty dishes sitting on the counter waiting to be washed. And then, as I was leaving by the side door, I noticed that someone had hung a cross close to the door frame. I'm not sure how it got there. Maybe one of the boys' moms had put it up when they moved into the house. Or if the cross was a nod to their shared Reformed faith. Or if it simply was decorative, I don't know. But I do know that it was such a striking sign and symbol to me. In the midst of the beer pong and risque posters and messy rooms and dirty dishes, here Jesus, the one who lived and loved and died for these young men, here he was in the midst of all the clutter and clatter of their lives. And the one thing that was needful, that long ago, long ago day in the gospel text when Jesus came to visit, the one thing that would steady and ground Mary and Martha their whole lives through was the eternal, unconditional love of God for them in this Jesus, this Son of God. I was sitting in a church service at my home church in Sioux Falls. I was sitting right behind a retired pastor and his wife. She had dementia and was moving restlessly her husband trying to reassure her that all was well. Nothing in the liturgy or order of service made any sense to her anymore. As her memory had faltered, her faith slowly vanished with it. And then, at the very end of the service, the youngest Sunday school kids came up for a song, and they sang and invited us to sing that most familiar of Sunday school songs, Jesus Loves Me. And this woman stopped her restless moving to and fro. She focused for the first time in the service on what was happening. Her lips began to move, slowly at first, then in time with the singing. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Much was gone within this woman's mind and heart. All of her years, like Martha, of housekeeping and hospitality in the parsonages and parishes where her husband served as pastor, had all come to naught. But the memory, the hope, the help of this one thought, yes, Jesus loves me, this was all she needed for that final long push to the finish line. Mary discovered again the incredible, unconditional love of Jesus for her. 
I'd like to think that Martha did as well. What we do for Jesus is important, dusting the cobwebs and serving a light lunch for the Savior. But when the Son of God comes to call, what he does for us is absolutely essential, the one and only thing we need to be aware of and pay attention to. Here's how St. Paul puts it in our second lesson today that Steve read from Colossians. And I'm just going to read a little bit of that lesson, and I'm reading from a different translation. This is from the translation, The Message, by Eugene Peterson. You yourselves are a case study of what Jesus does. At what time you had, ta you had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble every chance you got. But now, by giving himself completely at the cross, actually dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and put your lives together, whole and holy, in his presence. You don't walk away from a gift like that. You stay grounded and steady in the bond of trust, constantly tuned in to the message, careful not to be distracted or diverted. Jesus loves us as we are and saves us from our brokenness and sin, our compulsions, our demons, giving us the one thing that is needful, all of himself, his presence, his promise, his peace, his love and forgiveness and grace. And we, like Mary, just need to sit and soak it in. Amen. Take time to be Each thought and each motive be 
soon shall be fitted for service above. Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for that wonderful music. We continue as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We continue then with our prayers of intercession. Would you pray with me, please? United in Christ and guided by the Spirit, we pray for the church, the creation, and all in need. Ever-present God, in Christ you fill all things. As your church gathers to hear your word, share your meal, and receive your blessing, teach us to welcome strangers as we have been welcomed by you. God of grace, hear our prayer. Through Christ you created all things, visible and invisible. Teach humankind to honor and protect all creation, including living things that remain hidden from our eyes, such as air, atmosphere, molecules, and microscopic creatures. God of grace, hear our prayer. Through Christ you reconcile all things. Motivate those in power to end enslavement, dehumanization, or brutality of any kind and to protect and improve the lives of indigenous peoples. God of grace, hear our prayer. Through Christ you bring peace. Assure all who are worried and distracted by many things of your constant presence. Soothe those suffering in mind, body, or spirit. Sustain all who are afflicted and those who serve as caregivers. God, we pray especially today for Debbie Bowe, for Tammy and Kelsey Zamuda, for Dave Flatten, for Del Clausen, Marcia Helling, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Myrna Brown, Mary Greiser, Vernon Lee, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Sherm Olson, Rick Elmer, Randy Goglin, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Kirsten Overby, Andy Elmer, the family of Larry Bazil, and also the family of Amy Benson. We pray for Leslie, Jim Wade, Tim Elmer, and Scott Morgan. God of grace, hear our prayer. In Christ, you make your word fully known. Inspire this worshiping community to abide fully in your word as we sit at the feet of Jesus. Bless the ministry of teachers and Bible study leaders. God of grace, hear our prayer. In Christ you brought forth the firstborn from the dead. We give thanks for the saints you have gathered at your table. 
Gather us with them in your eternal glory. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of every time and place, in Jesus' name and filled with your Holy Spirit, we entrust those spoken prayers and those in our hearts to your holy keeping. Amen. We continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you also. I'd invite you to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you using the Trinity formula. You can do that by saying, Be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to just mention, even though we're not worshiping together in person here, but this is a broadcast, that as people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was nothing before you Thank you for considering that, and hear then this offering prayer. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we've gathered in feeding the world with your love, 
through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I'll invite you now to get the preparation for communion that I'd mentioned at the beginning of our broadcast, to get the wafer or bread and wine ready, and we will continue with our communion service. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I'll share the words of institution, then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine. Hear these words. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to all of them to drink, saying, This is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Would you join me in praying the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. I invite you to take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Receive then the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. When peace like a Sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It's not a soul.
trials should come. Let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. With my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. And Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.